back into the fast break. I'm your host, Justin Klimmer. Uh, we got Dominic Throngard, Riley Haldum, and then in the corner, again, Matthew Salitsky. The beast. The beast. Uh, February 9th here on a soggy Friday. Last night, I don't know if you guys saw, they unveiled one of the three Kobe statues. Thought it was really cool. It was Mamba Day. Two for Gigi, eight for Kobe, and 24, the other Kobe number. Uh, it's cool, very cool statue. It, it was um his celebration pose after scoring 81 against the Raptors way back then. It's good to see, you know, Kobe's still fresh on everybody's minds. It's been like four years, but uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, did y'all see the trophy and how do y'all feel about just Kobe fanfare? Trophy, statue, excuse me, <laughs> statue, yeah. You were so good with your vocabulary last week. We're already on the start. No, was that good with my vocabulary? Words like what word did he use? Quabbles. I mean, Quabbles. I made that one up, but I said it in such a way, in such a uh, verbose context that I think y'all understood what I'm saying. Now you just used a word like verbose. <laughs> I'm convinced you made that up. No, it's a very a cool word. ceremony. And you know what? It was nice to see uh, uh, the people that came out in support of it. Not only that, but a really Really well done ceremony by the Lakers. Uh, you know, it was nice to see Vanessa Bryant. I thought her speech was great. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, this is one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. One of the greatest scorers to ever play the game of basketball. He deserves that statue and the other two that are on its way. Yeah. If you guys have time, you should check out uh, the NBA on TNT video that they posted on their socials. It's uh, Shaq kind of talking about um Kobe and his trophy and, and and why he got the trophy, which is pretty obvious. But Dom, are you about to say something? Uh, not really. I mean, just everything you guys have already said. I I really liked the statue. I think it's great that the Lakers are doing this. Obviously, um, it's it's still so fresh, like you said, Justin. I can still remember where I was when I heard the news. And the thing about Kobe is not necessarily just him as a player, but the way he impacted the culture, especially for LA, is incredible and unbelievable so very earned statues that's like the the easiest way for me to get sad and like miss yet is to watch those kobe tribute videos like because that day was just so rough and um just looking back on everything he's done not just on the basketball floor but um off the basketball floor just kind of almost creating the term girl dad and speaking of that this second um statue not trophy being unveiled is it's going to be him and Gigi and the third one will be him wearing 24 I'm not sure what it'll be but uh Riley any thoughts yeah man it's just yeah it's tough you know you, you you've Kobe's one of those players that you watch growing up and like even me when I was a kid I wasn't really watching basketball like that but same you knew, yeah. you knew who Kobe was yeah Kobe every time you shoot him every time yeah. you know it's a cultural phenomenon and um yeah, it's just it's just tough, you know. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I just like the way you said. Can you say it again? Cultural phenomenon. <laughs> I just like the way you said that. Cultural phenomenon. But yeah, yeah. Like Can you spell cultural phenomenon. That's not even a That's crazy so thing. Dude. Like, Why would I sit here? I'm a communications major. I can't spell C-U-L-T-U-R-A-L-P-H-E. Actually, I don't know why I asked because I have no way of verifying that. I don't know if that's right. E-N-O-N. If you look it up, it'll auto-correct what the correct one is. There you go. Yeah, no, great Uh, great use of 
of the dictionary vocabulary source to describe Thanks. Kobe's career. Yeah, everything they're doing, um, everything they've done since his passing, it's been so good. I feel like uh, I think the Lakers organization's done a very good job of uh, celebrating the life that he had. But um, on to the trade deadline news. Wait, real quick. did they Have they said when the other two are being unveiled? See, no. I thought they were going to unveil them like this morning, but I have no idea. They could be waiting for um, August... 2nd 2024 you know because that's 8 to 24 but I'm, I'm really not sure yeah it's like an official mamba day um holiday in in orange county so we'll see but sure on to yesterday the trade deadline a lot of things happened kind of it wasn't the craziest trade that de- trade deadline compared to last year where kd Kyrie got moved uh harden Harden got moved, I think. Did Harden get moved last year? Um, at the deadline? I don't think it was at the deadline. He always gets moved. Uh, wasn't at the deadline. No. Okay, well, the first trade I want to talk about, Knicks get Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Alec Burks, formerly a Nick back in 2020, their playoff run. Uh, didn't give up much. Uh, you saw a lot of things circulating that Boyan and Burks it might cost the first round pick to get him. Well, the Knicks didn't trade a first round pick to get either of these guys. Didn't trade a first round pick to get OG and Precious. Um, did very good trade cycle for them. All they gave up in this specific trade was Grimes. You know, which kind of hurts. It's a young player that we drafted. It showed flashes of great potential, um, but never amounted to anything. Lost his spot in the starting lineup to Divincenzo. And everybody else in that trade, Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archie Diakna, and doesn't really matter. And on top of that, it was just a second round pick. And two I thought future second round picks. Two few, thank you. Two future second round picks. And cash consideration. Whatever that means. I see you <laughs> see that every trade cycle. And it's just like, okay, like that's just like a throwing at the end of the sentence. But I thought it was an amazing trade for the Knicks. I look around national media, they agree. It just bolsters uh, their bench, really. I don't think either of these guys will start, but Bojan averaging 20. I know it's on the Pistons, but as John will tell us, Mm -hmm. um, he's been doing this his whole career. Um, When Bojan shot the ball in a jazz uniform, did you always think he was going it was going in? Is he one of those guys? Pretty much. I mean, he wasn't quite a Joe Ingles. Big, Big spot in my heart for Mr. Jingles, but. Belyon, I mean, he's a great player. Just the way he plays basketball, especially, will fit in well with the Tibbs team. Just he has a lot of uh, defensive assets as well as being able to stretch the floor and shoot. Uh, just really a guy you want on your team. So I think this is a great pickup. Alec Burks, also a former Jazz man, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they drafted him. So oh. y'all are picking up Jazz men left and right. And honestly, I love to see it for New York. I think that Bogey's a great pickup. I. Just another shooting threat is huge for this Knicks team. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. going to spread the floor so much. It was so hard for me to watch them play the Lakers uh, last Saturday. And, man, we had so many injuries. But pretty much Brunson would get doubled every time and have to kick it out to, like, a Josh Hart or a Precious Achua. You place those guys with these two. You're not replacing Josh Hart. His, he'll fill his role in other areas. But shooting-wise, place those guys with Bojan and Burks. Bojan, a 40% three-point shooter. Burks, I don't have it in front of me, but it's – it's near 40%, maybe above. Uh, it's just going to do wonders for the Knicks. Uh, these are guys aren't the best defenders. They're older. But as we see um, time and time with Thibodeau teams, um, it's just about – it's really about buy-in. So th- this really, really supports my belief that the Knicks will win 
your thesis. My, my, Since my, we're using my, the vocab words today. My, my thesis, um, my unpublished thesis <laughs> that the Knicks will get out of the East. Does this guy, does this cha- trade change how you guys view the Knicks at all? And it, if it does, does it um, propel them above uh, Team X or, or whatnot? Well, I, I want to, and I might be wrong about this. I have to look at the numbers, but based on when I looked at it last time, this was correct. There are two teams now in the NBA that have three 20-point-per-game scores. It doesn't happen often. It is the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Sam Adebayo, Terry Rozier. Now, Terry Rozier was acquired in trade, so, you know, say what you want, a little different. And then now the New York Knicks with Bogdanovich, with uh, Brunson, and with Randall, right? Yes, yeah. So the last time we saw... Three 20 point per game plus scores on an NBA team was Tatum, Walker, Brown. Last time we saw it. Okay. Doesn't happen often. Bogdanovich is certainly capable of scoring 20 points a game. Sir, certainly in a Knicks offense where his job will be primarily to catch and shoot, especially while Julius Randle is out. He makes up for the offense. Oh, and OG's out. Randle's out. You know, G's out. So it's a big time move offensively which is the exact piece the Knicks were missing. Now, quite honestly, I thought the Knicks were poised to go to the conference finals already before this trade. I love this trade for the Knicks. I think it fills a gap that was barely non-existent. Uh, I would go as far to say, I think there's a potential of seeing New York and Philadelphia in the Eastern Conference Finals. And what a series that would be. Philly fans versus New York fans. Madison Madison Square Garden versus Wells Fargo Center. Oh, my God. Dude, that's just going to be a lot of crime. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about. Hearing Wells Fargo Center in the same breath as uh, Madison Square Garden, that hurt a little. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I've never been there. You never been aware either. You've never been to Madison Square Garden. You're a Knicks fan. Oh, bro, I'm from Murfreesboro. That's crazy. I know you have. You went for the I've been three game. times, I think, by now. Yeah. Hey guys, you know I went to New York. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Actually, can, let's hand the camera to Matthew in his, in his face right now. Given um, Riley, can you run that from the top? Look. Just tell us all about what happened on your trip to New York. Totally. I mean, I, I went to the guy. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that would be like our ad break. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that again. I know, Matthew. If we had Matthew ads does, now. I don't know. I, I, all I can tell you is that it would be hard to top, top Madison Square Garden. That, is, that was amazing. Look, there's nothing like it, regardless whether you go to an Islanders game or a Knicks game, and there's they're playing the Tornets on a Wednesday night, or they're, the Islanders, Islanders don't play it. The Islanders do play there. No, no they're, they're Rangers. playing Brooklyn. Rangers. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rangers too. tells you how much I know about hockey. Uh, <laughs> say, I did see hockey stuff there. Yeah, it is one of the <laughs> best arenas in the country. It is one of the best arenas in the world, <laughs> if not the best, for a reason. By the way, for those listening, the reason we laugh at Riley's New York trip comment is because each one of us collectively have heard the story. It's just I not think true. Seven thousand six hundred forty-four <laughs> times. At most, I said it twice. So yeah. we're just all really tired of hearing it at this point, because he went to New York 
and he had such a great time and he came back and he bragged about it. And I have a rule of thumb. I have a philosophy in life. And it's (laughs) this, if you're going to go on a trip and have a great time, I'm so happy for you. Go have a great time. Can't wait to hear about it when you come back. I'll hear about it one time. Can't wait to tell you that's awesome. Right? <laughs> well, you're around, you two different, you're around me hold in on, two different on, contexts quiet, with two quiet, different groups of quiet, people. You're quiet, over, you're, you're around me. You're around me. Do not raise your hand. You're, you're not being told to speak. did you. talking look. So this guy is around me in two different contexts with two different groups Three of people. Contacts. Three contexts. What's the third one? That, arena, TVC, and podcast. Arena. For the games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's around me in three different contexts. So he's heard it more, probably more than anyone else. It's really annoying. My point is if you tell me the story, I'd love to hear it. Can't wait to tell you. That's great. I'm happy for you. Okay. If but if, I, I, if, if I'm, I'm not, quiet, you were not, you're not raising your hand. If I'm talking about him to someone else and you're just standing there listening right next to me, I can punch if you I'm, with my left if hand. If I'm telling someone else that hasn't heard it and you're standing there next to me, how is it my responsibility? You want to just walk away this early into the podcast? Oh, <laughs> you know I do. This reminds me before the pod, we were just, you know, chatting. No, about, no. Oh, no, no, you didn't raise your hand either. I have to finish my sentence. No, <laughs> I didn't know you were okay. You're glad, to finish. Go you're glad to hear it one time. Okay, you don't want to hear it anymore. I'll let you finish, but I have not finished my philosophy. You <laughs> tell me once, I'll tell you how happy I am for you. If I have to hear about your trip or your experience two times. <laughs> I said this last week. I'm on a podcast with three of the most immature people on the planet. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Close your eyes. It, I swear, if you make nah, it continue, noise, continue. Oh, you're passing the rock. Give, give it to him. Go, yeah. on. Go ahead. I got to hear about your trip or your experience. If you go on vacation more than once, you owe somebody a souvenir from wherever it is you just came from. If I hear about it once, I can't wait to tell you how happy I am. That's a great trip. I'm so happy you had a great time. If I get to hear about it twice, you owe me a souvenir from that place. Because my time is not worth hearing about it twice if I don't get something in return. Because me having my enjoyment, expensing my enjoyment for you is not worth my time of hearing about your story and your New York trip twice. <laughs> in which my case, I've heard it maybe 18 times. Okay. Okay. No. Is that true? So, real quick. I do want to mention we do have a sign up that says days since Riley last mentioned his New York trip. Oh, we do? And every day we have to erase it and put zero. <laughs> I didn't see that. Y'all did that in my dock? Maybe. <laughs> uh, thank you for the parable, Matthew. That'll go in your book for sure. More vocab. <laughs> um, yeah, before the part, we, had, in a quote. We, we thought about, uh, we just throw the idea around of like giving out texts during the pod. So, I mean. We can expand on that later. Oh, I would have been ejected about four minutes ago. <laughs> Out of here. Um, so earlier today, um, on the topic of MSG, I get a notification from the Knicks app. And it's a very old school thing to have your team's app, I feel like. But they were like, text this number, uh, text this to this number, and enter for your chance to win two Knicks tickets like the end of this month. So um, hopefully <laughs> that will be my time to go. Maybe Get them up there. Yeah, well, maybe we'll hop on an Amtrak or something and get get up to New York. But you'll have to tell me about that trip when you get back. Oh, I cannot wait! I cannot wait to tell everybody in uh, all the different contexts. Moving on from the Knicks, the Mavericks—they get rid of Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and I'm not sure what they gave up for Gafford, honestly. But they got they get back PJ Washington, 
and Daniel Gafford, PJ Washington from the Hornets, <laughs> Daniel Gafford from the Wizards. And unfortunately, this is just so amusing to some people. So let, let, what, what do y'all got to say? We got nothing. Continue. Show them the show. This is really important stuff. The Mavericks is really important stuff. Let's continue. Show them the computer screen, <laughs> Matthew. No, man. What is this? Scrolling is through his own basketball pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of the podcast. Man, we had media day the other day. And they just got sent to me. <laughs> they just got sent to me a week ago. I mean, just now. So I'm yeah, looking at him. <laughs> you got his ego all down, Riley. He had to go back on the good. Oh, that cracked me up. But all right, sorry. I'm sorry I interrupted your trade talk. Continue. Yeah, uh, I, we haven't talked about the Mavericks this much on the podcast. Besides, uh, maybe a Kyrie here, a Luca, big performance there. Because I don't really take him seriously, and I still don't take him very seriously after this trade i think pj washington is a really good player i saw a stat where he's like one of five players to be i forget the the two numbers so um you might not find as much value as i did but he's like top five one of the five players who has x amount of uh roles as a screener and x amount of um pick and roll uh, ball handling situation so he's pretty versatile in that regard could be used as a screener or as a ball handler it'd be interesting to see how the Mavs use him but he won't have the ball much honestly if it's if it's Kyrie and Luca running the show if we got no nothing to talk about here I'm gonna move on to the Sixers yeah I mean it's just a lateral move it doesn't make any sense and people have said that the Grant Williams apparently didn't have a good report. a good vibe and yeah Dallas? switch his sneakers he switched his sneakers from Luca's to Tatum's. Oh, there you go. That's a hard-hitting journalism that we provide. Um, that's a good tidbit. Yeah, and now he's on Capital oh, J. Capital J journalism. Hopefully, hopefully he can vibe with the Hornets and all, all their well-behaved uh, <laughs> over there. In, oh, uh, my goodness. Talking in his hometown. Miles Bridges and hometown, yep. <laughs> yeah. So sad he got separated from uh, – what's the Dallas Wings player he was – Oh, I, I, I have no idea. That's she, that's some more capital J. She quote tweeted and was like, "He got my number." <laughs> What's her name? I, I, oh my gosh, I can think of her face. That, that's like a that story has a few parts to it because part one was when he was trying to get her number and he had the contacts. Sotsabili. Sotsabili. Okay. Is that the same girl that he? Yes, was, yes. That's he the, had his phone. Yes. On, like trying to. That's right. Put ready for her digits. But Grant, Grant Williams is going to come in to Charlotte. With all of his old head, just he's like, all right, y'all, I don't mess around. Everybody's like, <laughs> his old head rigmarole is yeah, gonna come in there. Rigmarole, <laughs> the vocabulary. Hey, is relax, podcast, bro. Man. He's a friend of the show. Exactly, and then he's just he's gonna get so much flack from those young guys. I I cannot imagine that team taking him seriously. They're gonna laugh him out of the locker room. <laughs> One of my favorite Grant Williams videos is him getting absolutely like flamed. Really quickly by Giannis. It's at the All-Star. It's All-Star weekend. Giannis is filming the dunk contest. Grant Williams kind of like gets in the, the frame. And then Giannis says, man, get your ugly ass out that camera, man. It was so funny. Was that, that sounded more like a bohemian impression <laughs> than a Greek impression. Let's hear yours. Oh, I can't do impressions. Yeah, I don't want to. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got to keep this PG on yeah. the podcast until Dom says some stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Which is inevitable. It's inevitable. Okay. So still, no no one's taking Washington I mean, or Dallas too seriously yet. No. No. Let me yeah. say this. I can see them in the second round just because I think 
late game situations, they could have the upper hand, but defensively, still, uh. yeah, they have to actually get into those late games. I mean, sure, yeah. Luca, Luca can do some magic late in the game, but that's not going to take him far. Yeah, too, too, too little size. This trade helps, but doesn't get them there. 76ers acquired Buddy Heald. Huge. Huge. Matthew Absolutely is huge. The Sixers truther on the pod. <laughs> Look, I, I say this all the time. I you gotta understand, I hate the Sixers. I've hated the Sixers my entire sports Miami career. Heat fan. Yep. There's no team I hate more other than Boston than the Philadelphia 76ers. Can't stand them. But I recognize talent when I see talent. I recognize coaching when I see coaching. And this roster is stacked from top to bottom. They have depth out the wazoo. They have so much just versatility on this team that if everybody's healthy and Embiid comes back healthy, when, if, whatever the term might be, the Sixers are poised to win a championship for the first time in a long time. That's how good this team is. I also want to add, Buddy Heald solves the offensive issue by adding defense in a sense that Buddy Heald plays in transition. So good defense creates a better offense. Philly by itself is already a good defensive team. One thing Buddy Heald is so good at doing is soon as defensive the defensive set is over, he's the first one to catch it on the end and shoot a three. He's very good in transition. He's a catch and shooter. He's not going to put the ball on the floor, similar to Klay Thompson, Duncan Robinson in that regard. That's what Philly was missing because they really don't play fast basketball. If you watch them play, they play organized basketball. Now, that also stems from them having the MVP yeah. and the most dominant player in the league, but they have Tyrese Maxey, who typically takes 20 seconds out of a 24-second shot clock to look for a bucket. Tobias Harris fast players in the league. is good off the dribble. He takes closer to 24 seconds. So they play at an organized rate, but Buddy Heald speeds up their offense, which is what they were missing. They have plenty of defense. And I'll tell you one more thing about this move that, that caught my eye. They gave away Patrick Beverly, who I'm sure we're going to talk about later. A little bit. They gave away Patrick Beverly. Here's why that's way bigger than it is. Yes, I think it was a bad move, but it tells us this. They gave away a point guard, which they're already really lacking to begin with because it's between Melton, Maxie, and and Maxie's not really a point guard. I'd really consider him a shooting guard. Springer. And Springer, right? So you don't have a lot of depth at point guard. You campaign. give away Beverly, you get campaign, right? You give away Beverly, it tells me this. They're really, really confident that they're going to get Kyle Lowry in the buyout. Oh, they are really confident. So, Mr. Philadelphia. Right. Kyle Lowry being from Philadelphia, he is the perfect player on that team. Leader, has won a championship, has been to as far as you can go in an NBA playoff series. Kyle Lowry is the perfect fit and the last piece that team needs for me to lock it in right now. Philly is my guarantee to win the NBA championship. Again, everyone has to be healthy, including Embiid. But they're really confident in their ability. And this is this is this is report from Matthew Slitsky per sources. This, oh, yeah. Dumb <laughs> trading Beverly it makes them really confident. They're really confident that they're going to get Kyle Lowry in the buyout. Also confident in Embiid's health, which is a great sign. Yeah. Um, only wait, 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 wait. circle back to that that same trade, or we just talked about it. I want to hear what you think about Pat Bev on the Bucks. Talking to me? Yes, I'm talking. Right, before, okay. before we get to that, Mister Bucks hater, I got one more question for the 76ers guy. Um. Who is 
what's the closing lineup going to be for the Sixers, and who is their best wing defender? Is it Ubre? Uh, it could be because Ubre has length. Ubre is not the more best lateral defender, but he has length. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? I don't know why. Because you call him Ubre, but he calls him Tsunami Papi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this conversation. All right, tell me the closing lineup, though. If Kyle Lowry is on the team, I would put Kyle Lowry in the lineup. So are we saying with or without Kyle? Without. Okay. Without Kyle. And again, I'm not going by position. I just have to name players. Maxi, Harris, and Bede. Uh, he would an Uber? I think he'll probably stay in there unless they get Lowry. And then I think he'll okay. be out. And then Uber is tough. Now, Ubre's good, but Ubre's technically a small forward. So they could use Batum? who could they huh? Batum. They could use Batum. Batum <laughs> I would have said Morris until they traded him. <laughs> Morris is a good pick. Um, and they also they got Covington. Covington's an excellent player. He is. I've always Covington I've is always loved three him. Oh. and D Jay Crowder, PJ Tucker player. So you know what? Here's my pick, and I'm gonna go with Kyle Lowry in the lineup. Definitely Here's not Melton. No, Melton is is a defensive asset, but I don't think he finishes the game when you need both offense and defense. Okay. So I go Lowry, Maxi, Harris. They're gonna go Batum, but I would go Covington, and Bead. Man, is that lineup good? That is good. Think about who's coming off the bench. You got Heald, Covington, or Batum, depending on who they use. You got Paul. You got, uh, uh, hopefully, I think Kyle Lowry should come off the bench if that. Kyle Lowry comes off the bench, whatever. You have uh, Mo Bamba. I mean, they just have piece after piece. Yeah, and with their way they stagger line, it would probably be like Tobias Harris running. And they have a top five coach in the league. Jeez. Philly is scary, man. I Philly is really, really good. I see it. And wow. the recipe for Philly, and people don't understand this. Super teams don't work unless you have some of the most mature players or really good depth. Give you an example. Miami Heat. Ron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh are three of the most matured basketball players you can put on a court. You can't put James Harden, Mr. Complainer, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Cupcake, and Kyrie Irving, Cancer, on the same team. It's not going to work. Give you another example. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, right? Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. That lineup worked because you have the leadership of Steph Curry. Clay Thompson plays his role to a I team. think it worked just because they're that good, honestly. No, because you can make I, an argument I, and say, why didn't Kyrie, KD, and James Harden work? I say it's because they got hurt. You can make an argument and say, why didn't the Lakers of Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, fit. and LeBron James work? I would say fit. But that's because there's a lack of maturity. Russell Westbrook and AD... There's no maturity there. LeBron can only do so much. Super teams aren't good unless there's maturity, coaching, and depth. Philly has a super team in two, in Maxi and Embiid. They certainly have coaching, and man, do they have depth. Anyone else think they have a super team? I disagree. I would say, can you say it's a super team with like two? Super team in the sense that can win a championship and beat anybody? Sure. Super team as opposed to the definition? I think, no. I, yeah, I was saying there's a difference there. I think there's a difference there. Because I, I hate They're, putting the label of super team. I, yeah. I hate that stuff. 
extremely yeah, you, well-built team. You need, but. like, at least four of the, like, star players, and that's not what... The yeah, but then... Are. They're the, a very good basketball team, but not a super team in the sense that how we use it. Yeah, Suns would be... Cons- it's, it's, it's how the team's constructed. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, it, that's what it's Again, about. another reason. That lineup will never work. Well, they also have a horrible coach, but... Fogel. Fogel's awful. But right. that lineup will never work because you have three players that want the ball 100% of the time and do the same stuff. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, never going to work, ever. I'm, I'm not sure it won't work. I can't wait to find out, though. I feel like Booker's just content to score points and do nothing else. I feel like nothing goes through that guy's head. And I know what's going through his head. <laughs> what do you think it is? Like Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Left them for a bad bunny. This just turned into a pop culture podcast. What was the I, I, who said something? Somebody told me something about Devin Booker. It was like, oh, it was the the kid from Kentucky. Right now, what's Dillingham? Dillingham hmm. saying well, that he it? might be the first lottery pick off the bench since Devin Booker. I could see it. He's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I think Super Scotty popular. Barnes was off the bench. Was Scotty Barnes off the bench? When? In Florida State. No. I don't okay, so that. never mind. No. But you want to talk about Pat Bev and what he... I want to hear this guy talk about it. Well, Bucks are... you can't deny how good Pat Bev is. You, you you just can't. He's a very, very good defender. He's an extreme... He's just a specialist. He's got one of the highest defensive ratings in the league for a reason. And I thought he said it best on first take a year ago. If him and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo have the same defensive rating, that means when Pat Beverly is guarding you, it feels like Giannis is guarding you. It's a really good way of putting it. It's the truth. Pat Beverly is an extremely good defensive player, and he plays his defensive role to a T. He brings exactly what the Bucks had lost in, in Drew Holiday. I said it earlier, the biggest issue, and you are seeing it now, is the loss of Drew Holiday. Damian Lillard's great. Damian Lillard gives you offense. Damian Lillard's a rental to keep Giannis there until his next complaint. But Drew Holiday, his absence defensively has been a ginormous factor as to why their coach has been fired, why they're one of the worst teams in the league defensively, and why their record is not reflected in their talent. Patrick Beverly fills that role. I wouldn't say that the Bucks are any, you know, I wouldn't put them higher on my list of contenders now, but can they win the championship? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Is it not a reuniting of Doc Rivers and Pat Bev? Yes, it is. Okay. And it's a... I, I can remember if they were there at the same rekindle time. Rekindle of a very, very bitter relationship of Damon. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat that broken watch. And what did he say? During time when Dane broke that clutch three in the bubble. Yeah, they've had a long history. The fact that he broke his own trade too on his podcast yeah, is that was, insane. That was cool. That's great. That cool. We should break a trade. That's we good. <laughs> Who are we gonna break? Well, yeah, you mean my trade. first like my first trade is trade you. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would trade you in a heartbeat. We can for what? Actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm sorry. That was mean. That was really mean. <laughs> I would trade Riley. Hey. I would trade Riley for his comments today, and he spoke over me and didn't raise his hand like a good boy. Um, 
clearly did not listen in pre-K when the teacher said, raise your hand and you'll be called on. Cash so considerations. At least you raise your hand and, you know, me and you have a good banter. Finally, I have to hear about his New York trip one more time. I'm going to lose my shit. Yo, you ever had pasta pizza? I had that in New York. <laughs> no way. They don't do that here. Oh, is that like normal in New York? Super normal, man. Every oh, single don't pizza ask place I Don't ask questions. You learn nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Personally, I'm not moved by Pat Bev on the Bucks, honestly. It doesn't do much. Yeah, me. I think it's a good pickup, but I don't think it's the thing that pushes them over the edge just because I think this team is poorly constructed in the sense that they were better constructed with Drew Holiday. They sincerely were. I think Matthew's right on that point. Dame is just... He's a pure scorer, but what he takes away from you on defense is hard to replace. Yeah, but don't forget why they broke it up. Like, they should have totally ran it back with that team last year just with a different coach. They lost last year purely because of coaching. Mm-hmm. Purely because of coaching. You run that same team back with a different coach, maybe it's Griffin, maybe it's Rivers, your chances of winning go way higher. And you lose Drew Holiday only because Giannis was going to leave. And they said, okay, we'll get you Dame. And Giannis says, okay, I'll stay. But for how long? Until his next complaint? In a year when he wants something else? And then what? You want? You, he's like, yeah, give my brother a five-year, $120 million extension. No, you're right in the in the, in the the sense that he's not a there's so, there's so yeah. much pressure on the Bucs because like this kind of has to work for Giannis. Has to. Sake. I don't have a choice. Uh, honestly, I feel like the Bucs are in a situation where they would have been better off to just take the championship they could win with Giannis. And oh, then Giannis. Probably... They, didn't, they didn't win the championship with Giannis. I, I, that was the easiest championship of all time. He's 29. <laughs> He's old now. It doesn't feel real, bro. He's <laughs> 29. Wow. But no, I feel like, I feel like at this point they might just want to ship him off because he's not going to be happy. They're not going to be able to maneuver to get a team around him. And that would be the biggest trade package of all time. Exactly. And could you imagine him getting traded, what that return would be? It would be be insane. And for a small market team like Milwaukee, that's huge because they can only get guys that they draft. Oh my God. I mean, you, the amount you could get for Giannis right now is insane. Mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't, Put a package together. Yeah, I can't. Think I don't know of a team right now that can put a package together. OKC, OKC, it probably is the only one. Yeah, it's sure. Shea and every pick you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see a feasible package. But um, when his contract expire expiration date approaches, I feel like they need to look to move him, and there's no way around it. Mm. Well, we'll see. Yeah, they have to win. Winning solves everything. Other trade. Man, the Thunder guy, Gordon Haywood, I like that. I think it brings maturity. He'll probably come off the bench. Maybe he'll start over Josh Giddy. But I I, I think they should have gotten another big still. I mentioned this like the past two times we've recorded. But just having the other Jalen Williams as your center, he's like maybe 6'8 and really doesn't do anything well. You just You're missing a lot of size on this Thunder team. That's so young, as a center, Chet Holmgren, that hasn't been through the fire yet. He may be ready for it, but I, they still think they need a, a, another backup center to kind of have Chet insurance in a way. Mm-hmm. Get them a Jakob Pertl or something. Yes, yeah. Yeah, just like a big body. Like, he doesn't have to be good at anything, but getting mm-hmm. rebounds and playing defense like Jakob Pertl. But I, I would have liked to see them get 
Yeah. Get like Nick's class and like use your yeah. picks. I, I definitely agree. I mean, saving their picks at this point doesn't really make any sense considering they already have a team together right now that's capable of winning within the next couple of years. Yeah, they have 36 picks in the next two yeah, years. So lock the guys down any way you can and then use the picks to get them the solid depth they need. Yeah, completely agree. Um, now, now I know Boston, they got a big man, Xavier Tillman. They also got Jaden Springer. Springer might get. No, I can't see Springer playing the playoffs. Pritchard will probably have him beat um off the bench, but he he has a chance to to take Pritchard's spot. But Tillman, tell us about Tillman, Riley. XT. Xavier Tillman, man, X man. That's they that's what they call him down there. Um, not gonna do much. <laughs> not gonna do much. <laughs> He, he will probably sit on the bench and get a ring, and I'm happy for him for that. Uh, he's not he doesn't bring much at all at the center position. It's been the it's been the Grizzlies' weakest weakest position for a reason. Um, so it's not like a needle moving move or anything. Um, you know, it's Xavier Tillman is a six seven center. I did not know that. Yes, that's, that's short. Yes. Um. So I mean, he's there. He's not a great finisher. Um, he's just, he's a big body. Master of none. <laughs> Master of none. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, cool for him though. You know, <laughs> cool for him. Go get you a ring, buddy. Have a chance to sit on the bench and get a ring. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you, man. Yeah. The only hope for him is to get the cornet minutes or the Nemus Kata minutes. Those two seven footers in, um, who are the backups right now for Boston. We'll see. But he is a big body. He's only okay or decent at defense it's like his best trade yeah yeah definitely definitely, definitely 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 so we'll see i think defense is one of the most important things off the bench especially in the playoffs uh matthew i know you hate boston does this change anything no not yeah, at all yeah i agree absolutely nothing gives them more depth they didn't have you know he's in like i told you before if Sam Hauser or Peyton Pritchard is your sixth or your seventh best player, you will not win a championship. You just can't. Yeah. You have no depth because all it takes is one person in your starting lineup for Zingas to go down, Horford, White, Tatum, Brown, whoever, to go down, and one of those kids is in the starting lineup. One of those kids yep. is in the starting lineup. And that that that's not going to win a championship. So Jordan Springer is not – any team that has to have Hauser, Springer – Richard in the starting lineup is not gonna is not a championship team. What if they get Daniel House? No, also <laughs> not a championship player. Uh, yeah, he Sam's reported contenders and looking at Daniel House who just got waived. Like, it. take a look at last year's Heat. Right, certainly yeah. capable of winning the championship. Went all the way to the finals, but Kyle Lowry didn't start. Kyle Lowry finished, but Gabe Vincent started. So you know, there's different ways of looking at it, but who's gonna finish the game, right? Kyle Lowry is certainly a championship player. We've seen him win a championship. Yeah. Gabe Vinson is not. Gabe Vinson is young. Gabe Vinson started. Kyle Lowry finished. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, they didn't give up much, so it's not like they took a big swing, took a big risk. And here's some other trades that, you know, don't really move any needles. Wolves get Monte Morris. Now, Monte Morris, he is a good backup point guard. He He's done it many years in the regular season and as well in the playoffs for, for Denver. And kind of just bounced around from the Wizards to to Detroit, but now he's finally back on a winning team. Good for him. Suns, that's big. Suns, yeah, getting Royce O'Neal. Yeah, it's depth they didn't have. David Roddy, 
I don't know about that. Roddy's not a Roddy's not a piece. Dude, but yeah, yeah. O'Neal waved is already. Is a big David Roddy's awful. Big body O'Neal plays three positions, four if he needs to. Yeah, it's um, definitely better than starting. Um, he's very good. A Kogi, that's for sure. Yeah, Kogi's good too. Uh, Kogi's one of the best individual defenders in the NBA. Kogi can guard one through four. O'Neal's another former yeah. Jazz man. A lot of former Jazz men being moved around at the deadline, but uh, I, I really liked O'Neal in his time with the Utah Jazz. Like you said, he could play a lot of different positions, and he fills a role that teams need. He can get points. He plays solid defense. Really just one of those guys that you have come off the bench, and whatever you need, he's probably got it for you. I have a question. It won't hurt you. I have a good question. Mm-hmm. Justin, this doesn't apply to you. Justin, you can give us your answer, though. If the three of us... Me, Dom, and Riley had to collectively go one podcast without mentioning our teams, subbing in relation to our teams, players that used to play, players that currently play. So for you, it would be the Jazz. For me, it would be the Heat. For him, it would be the Grizzlies. Who would have the hardest time doing the podcast? You. You think? Hands I was down. included, it would be me. Yeah. I, I no, think... you don't talk about the Knicks enough, I don't think. so. I don't. Really you, you bring up the Knicks for discussion points, but you don't and mention them in other yeah. conversations. Like, it's also, you're, it's relevant to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. He brings up the Jazz when John Stockton retired 40 years ago. <laughs> Riley brings up the Grizzlies. They had eight guys available last night. Yeah, uh, uh, our, our teams are irrelevant, so we got to pump them any way we can. My team isn't relevant, but will be when the playoffs start. Yeah, he know? tweaks out when he can't mention the heat. Yeah, I think it's got to be you. He I started, He starts like, mm, mm, twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get a gif of what she just did, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I said this last week. Thank the Lord we don't have this on YouTube. This vi- we have video in here because man, we would have gotten canceled months ago. <laughs> we would have gotten canceled months and I, ago. And I wasn't out of pocket. His hands are by his. his that's his crazy. <laughs> I did nothing wrong, man. Oh. We we got we got Riley strangling. Matthew on the other side of us. Justin and I are trying to keep it civil over here. Yeah, <laughs> Me and you have kept it civil today. Isn't that yeah, great? It's wonderful. I mean, we're about to bring up the okay. Lakers. If, Just if, wait. If it goes down, if it goes down between me and Riley today, you're on my side, right? You got me? I guess for today, I do. It's, it, it's about to go down the way he's talking. <laughs> We're gonna think he's sitting right next to me because it's about to go down. No, it's going to be I camera mean, one, camera two for the rock solid Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I... I mean, I've had your back today with the New York comments. Hey, man, I love it. Isn't it, so, oh, man. isn't it so good to get along? It's so nice. It's, it's, it's like when Russell Westbrook oofed into the cake. After a little cupcake beat. Nature is healing, guys. Nature is healing. So you like the Suns a little bit better now? I do. I like the Suns better. I still wouldn't pick them to win the championship. I don't think they'll ever win. I, I wouldn't put them in the same as the Celtics category. I think the Suns have a better chance of winning than the Celtics. But, uh, you know, you have three proven players, especially Kevin Durant. Devin Booker has proven what he can do in the playoffs. And Bradley Beal, not a proven player. Proven injured. Proven player. injured player. Versus the Celtics, who have three unproven players. Porzingis, never proven. Okay. Tatum. Crashes every um, crashes and burns every single. I don't player. even want to argue for Tatum every single time. He cannot be the best player on a championship team. And then Brown, you know, who is not a proven player. So that's why I give the Suns a better chance. And this, you know, just gives them more depth. Look, Frank Vogel's won a championship. 
Frank Vogel won the best, hardest championship in NBA history. Now they had the greatest player on the, in NBA history on their team. But yeah, so it's a little different. But yes, I like this move for the Suns. I think it gives them depth that they didn't have. Let's say the Thunder fall a little bit. Four or five matchup. Thunder, Suns. Who you got? The the vets versus the kids. I'd go to the Suns. Man, see, that's the thing. Like, there's so many ways you can mix and match these series. Really, if you look at seeds one through 10, I think the Warriors are 10. They might be 11. But any way you mix up these series in the West, it's like, well, I got to see every game. Yeah. And with the Suns, I got to see more Suns games because I don't catch many. Like, Vogel was on the Pacers when he coached the Pacers. He coached his team. When Vogel was on the Lakers, LeBron coached the team. When now that he's back on the Suns, he's back to coaching. At least I think he is. Durant might have a big role in that, but I think if Vogel coaches and he takes the reins and says, "You're going to get the ball in this action, Beal, you're going to get the ball in this action, and Booker, you're going to get the ball in this action," if they mix it up and you make it difficult for you to defend and prepare and prep for a Suns matchup, that's where they're going to be a good team. If they come down the court give it to one of those three and just go ISO a little time. There's nothing you have to do on defense except guard one-on-one, you know? So, so it's, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of moving pieces, but Royce O'Neal helps with that. Yeah. 100%. I, I got to watch more Suns games. Like all, all this stuff, all this, you know, NBA buzz, you know, Super Bowl's coming around, but then NFL is about to be over. I just want to watch more NBA and learn more about these teams. Cause I, I don't agree with everything you said, but I can't prove, I can't say anything against it. Cause I haven't watched it real team. quick. Why don't we dive into a, it's uh four Oh six. We got to four seven. You have one minute to talk about this. Dom Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl pick. I'm going to go with the chiefs primarily because I don't think that the Niners have huge playmaking capabilities. If things go wrong in a play for the Niners, all right, they too don't long. have someone. Justin. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and Niners struggled against. There you go. Riley. Not great quarterback. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, baby. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Can't pick against him. Did you y'all see my thing on uh, y'all's? I know Riley did. I got interviewed by one of y'all's people. Yeah. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah it's great. Was, was, it, was it Maddie? I don't remember. I think name. it was. Yeah, she, uh, she interviewed a bunch of people on the. Okay, back to basketball. Game. Uh, some other kind of <laughs> not very important news. Dinwiddie was uh, traded to the Raptors in a deal that involved Dennis Schroeder going to the Nets. That'll be a big pickup for somebody. Yeah, it looks like uh, Lakers or Mavericks. He are... should go to the Mavericks. He should I, because then I would great consider fit. the Mavericks. Yeah, seriously, and he's been there. He knows the he culture. He's good. Been... When they went yeah. to the conference finals, he was good with uh, Brunson and 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 Luca way back then. Um, and then oh shoot. Utah, yep. they're in the news. Let's go, baby. What are they doing? Well, they gave Olenek and Obagi to the Raptors. They also traded Simone Fontecchio, which is like one of those names you see is see, and you like you like you gotta rub your eyes and say, is that a real player? That, yeah. that doesn't seem like a real player. But Simone Fontecchio was starting for the Jazz for a little bit. Um, the Italian Stallion, baby. They got back Otto Porter and Kira Lewis. Yep. I think this trade. I want to know what you too. which yeah they got to pick they they're just trying to open up flexibility in the rosters cuz they have a lot of log jams. Yeah, no this move is really good for the Jazz because there was just a conflict of who's getting minutes on the floor. Uh we needed to send some guys away to develop younger talent like Hendricks which Matthew you did mention earlier in the year. 
that uh, he needs to get more minutes. And he so he get more minutes. My guy needs more yeah. minutes. And he got gonna, voted by KD last night. Yeah, but well, he, the be Jazz there. beat OKC not too long ago. Um, that was a big win. They had a great stretch. They have a great offense. Yeah, uh, they've been really exciting lately. Keontae George is coming to his own. Taylor Hendricks is getting more minutes. So this great trade for the Jazz, picking up a pick and being able to have more flexibility with who's playing, who's starting, giving more minutes to guys who need them. So I really like it. Yeah, it's nice. Like, you can see how good they do. They did this last year. They they, they overperformed pre-All-Star break, and then they become sellers. They get decent packages back, and the rest of the year, they're just going to let the young guys play. Uh, Matthew, say one nice thing about the Jazz, not including <laughs> Taylor Hendricks, though. Say one nice thing? Yeah, I haven't heard you talk about the Jazz besides Taylor Hendricks. And I know it's Dom's team. Y'all got no <laughs> tension, but... I love the skiing in Utah. Utah, but Jazz basketball team. What's there to like? Just Look, I love Keontae George. Okay. I'm a I'm big Keontae yeah. George fan. I watched him more than anybody in high school. He and IMG, I thought he was a steal for that Jazz team. And he's played like it. Mm-hmm. He's played like He's great. He's going to be an excellent player in this league. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, I like that. That was good. I like how you challenged me. Start doing <laughs> that. Like every once in a while, you say, just say one nice thing about this team or say one mean thing about this team. I like that. That was say cool. Say one mean thing about Malik Beasley. <laughs> Can't uh, do it. Can't uh, do it. Nope. Yep. Do it. That's where he draws the line. Malik Beasley will win a three-point contest. Um, you're right. Do you have any jazz thoughts? Not particularly. Okay. Yeah. Not many do. Honestly, Lakers Bulls. <laughs> There's I mean, no reason to pay attention. Yeah. To right yeah. Now. It's just another trade. This like that's why I put in the other section. Lakers Bulls and Warriors all stand pat. Lakers. I I think they just saw the the market. They kind of had to give up Reeves to to move to get anything back. And um, D'Lo would also be involved in those trades. And with D'Lo performing pretty amazingly this calendar year and um, their hesitancy to get rid of Austin Reeves, they just kind of decide, no, let's just keep what we got. We'll see if it pays out for him. I don't really know. I think they need to attack the buyout market, get a Spencer Dinwiddie, get a Kyle Lowry. I think that'd be very important. Um, Were y'all surprised the Lakers didn't make any moves? DeJounte Murray was a, a guy floated around with that team for a while. Are you guys surprised? I was extremely surprised. And this is actually where I'm going to say one nice thing about the Lakers, which I usually do not. Um, I oh. think this I think this is honestly actually the best move they could have done because looking at the roster preseason, it looked like it had a lot of depth and then everyone's just underperformed so far. Giving these guys actual time to mesh with the team, I think is going to be huge for this Lakers team. I think they'll play better in the playoffs than they have in the past couple seasons. Um, just because... When you play on the Lakers, especially this recent iteration of the Lakers, there's such a fear you're going to get traded all the time that none of these guys have the time to mesh. Everyone's just fearing for their necks. And so I honestly think this is the best move they could have done. Well, that was a weird voice crack. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's not forget this team won the in-season tournament. This team is, is, is a good basketball team. When you look at it on paper, if you look at statistics, you would think they're one of the worst teams in the league. It's, you know, so they have the talent. Coaching is questionable. How much coaching is done by Ham versus LeBron? Questionable. <laughs> but you just like we all picked the Chiefs for Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to rule out the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. You just can't because you never know what he's going to do on any given night. So I think it was good that they kept it the same way they stand, Pat, because they make another trade. Riley said it better than anybody. When you continue to make trades, there's no chemistry that's going to form, and you never know 
what tomorrow is going to look like because you're so worried about the exactly. on this guys team today. Their backs, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's a really, really. I think it was the best move they could have done. I don't think there was anyone out there unless maybe a few role players that they could have picked up. I think Dinwiddie could be interesting for them because he's an unselfish player. So certainly they they could they can compete without a doubt. I'm surprised. I mean, it's been a while. I feel like since we've seen a LeBron team with legit championship aspirations stamp at at the deadline. Um, I am concerned about the perimeter defense with Vanderbilt likely missing the rest of the year. That that's a big concern for me. They need to get a lot a, a post All Star defensive buy in because personnel wise they can do it specifically with AD down low. Jackson Hayes has played well, and LeBron can play excellent defense when he wants to. And the other thing that intrigues me about the Lakers, Rehat Chamora, he's, he's starting now with Vando going down, Torian Prince to the there bench. Goes my well. sixth man of the year pick. Yeah, but still more minutes for a guy who usually plays well when he's on the floor. So Malik Monk is my pick. You're going to change that? Okay, we'll, we'll get in that, into that in a second. But... Did the I'm gonna talk about the Bulls and the Warriors. Did it surprise you that Bulls and Warriors stood pat more than the Lakers? Warriors, no. Bulls, yeah. Bulls, yes. Yeah. Here's why the Warriors are no. They still have the same core. They won the championship two years ago, right? Last year was Denver. Before Denver, it was Golden State. Yep. Won championship two years ago with the same core. The only person they lost is Jordan Poole. Sure, they have a few role players. Kaminga's now playing. Bajamski. Right? Like they have the same core. Now, Clay Thompson isn't the same player. Steph Curry can only do so much. Draymond Green is getting old. Hey, but- Draymond, real quick on Draymond. I, I know I didn't have to talk this thing. I kind of cut you off there. But his past 10 games. You, you also know, didn't raise your hand. He came back um, these, these 10 games. No text. No text, no flagrant. So. Yay. <laughs> So he does. And they're winning. So he does something that every other player in the league does. But I'm and saying that because they're, they're winning. Okay, back to my point. So they have the same court. So there's like I wouldn't rule them out. Yeah. Hell no. I don't want to play like in the in the East. You don't want to play Miami and the West. I don't want to play Golden State. You kidding me? I it's the last team I'd pick. I would do not want to play Golden State. They're the same court. They've won five championships. You don't want to play Golden State. That's what, yeah, that's why, like I said earlier, like they're going to get a, a matchup with one of these top teams, Clippers. Nuggets, As for the Bulls. T-Wolves. If they get the T-Wolves, it's over. To- what are the Bulls going to do? I don't Martin know. Rosen is a free agent. So they haven't made a trade since 21. They didn't make yeah, a trade. That was, that was the stat I saw. They're not going to be able to get him for any value because he's a free agent this summer. They're not good without him. They're not good with him. Your best bet there was trading – Vucevic or trading Levine, who's injured for the rest of the season, or trading Damar Caruso. I understand keeping, but you trade those pieces and you get value back and picks and young pieces, whatever. And now they're going to go into the rest of the season, maybe be a playing team, maybe not make the playoffs, and go into the offseason with no cap room and no talent. I think it doesn't make any sense. This is the they team totally should have traded. Yeah, everybody. I think they should have cleaned the table. 100%. All the guys you mentioned, why not? Like, y'all tried to form a big three. You had a delusional aspiration that this big three could somehow contend. I don't know. I, I think they won one playoff game. I think that's it. And what are they doing? Are they waiting on Lonzo Ball to see how he fits with these guys? I tell you what, I told you this 
I think it was last week, the worst place you could be in the standings is in the middle. Yeah, like, you don't like, want to be at the bottom. You don't low, want to be at the top. They're lower middle. Too. They're as like they're in the I'm worst spot you could be. You have talent, but you're not good enough to compete, so you lose everything, right? So, I that's it's just it's it's a really really scary scary situation in Chicago because they have one of the best fan bases. They sell out. They're top three in attendance every year, regardless of how the team is. It just sucks for that fan base. I also want to note, because again, this podcast is not on videos. Two girls just came in and waved at Justin and he winked back at him as they walked away. Nah, it wasn't two girls. It was, uh, I can't. Uh, there was two just, girls. There's older women. Two man. cute they, girls coming in to say hi to Justin. <laughs> it's two older women that, uh, he started blushing. It was honestly kind of embarrassing. They were trying to see what was going on. You would have, Dom would have taken that. <laughs> no, not Riley would have taken You didn't even, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I even though it's a completely it. made up story and it's two of our bosses, you know, you didn't even acknowledge it. Because it because that annoyed me. That's why. Oh, interesting. True. <laughs> not what you said. Shots fired. The on-air sign on the door. Yeah. It's never there. enough for some reason. <laughs> yep. Because this happened way too many times. It's happened every single time yeah. you record. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this with the Warriors. I think they should have made a move. I think they should have <laughs> tried. Yeah, I think they tried to, should have tried to get Siakam. Something to give him more size. Because they don't really like playing Kevon Looney anymore because he, he can't do anything but get you 15 rebounds. And he always has injuries. I think they should have got like a Vucevic or something. Olenek, somebody. Because I, I don't know. But like I said, they match up against one of these young teams, Timberwolves, Thunder. Shoot. I might have to take the Warriors. But no further than the second round. We did our midseason uh, awards and championship predictions last week. And any changes to that this week with the minor league shakeup? I took out OG for Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, because OG will not be eligible, most likely. I for what what award? I'm sorry. Any of them? Any oh, awards. Yeah. any well, Malik Monk. I, I I think has to be in now because Rui is starting. Which, by the way, is the think is the right move to begin with. Um, I'm sticking with obviously my coach of the year pick in, of course, the greatest coach right now of Nick Nurse. That was a lie. That's exaggerated. He's top five. Uh, yeah, I keep everything the same. I think Jokic. Yep. Finals predictions too. I'll say right now I got Clippers Man. over Knicks. Dom's got Nuggets over Sixers. Riley's got Bucks over Clippers. Oh, you have the Knicks going to the finals. And yeah, and Matthew's got Sixers over the Nuggets. Wow. It is a little bit bold, but I believe. If there's a time to believe, it's now. So I might change. I might change my Nuggets pick. I really? might change. To the Clippers. To the Clippers. Clippers. That'd be that would be a Clippers sweep. That'd be three yeah, one. That would be a great series too. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Russ Westbrook. Oh my Joel gosh, dude. No, give me Clippers Suns and this first oh, I don't see star that. power. Yeah, Clippers Warriors. But we might see it. We're gonna get a treat either way in the West. How about this? Let's rank one through five the most team the teams you're taking the most serious in the East. In the East, let me pull up these standings. It's real gonna quick. be for me, Knicks, six. Shoot, this is it's really tough in the East. I'm gonna go Knicks, Celtics. Gosh, I, I can't say Celtics. I'm gonna go Knicks, Heat, Celtics, Sixers. No, 
Knicks, Heat, <laughs> Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Those are your top five in the East? Yeah. Of contenders? Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I How could you not respect the Heat? Wow, that was really nice. Sam Bucks, Sixers, <laughs> Knicks, Heat, Celtics. Six Celtics, Celtics are last. I mean, it's it they're last for a reason. Dom, I'm gonna go Sixers at the top, Knicks second. Then beyond that, honestly, it gets really difficult for me. I I think those two are clear cut the best. But if I go for a third, I think I'll swat slide Milwaukee, and then. I think I will go the Heat just because I trust them in the playoffs more than any of these other teams. And then Celtics at five. And I must mention, no one mentioned the Cavs. They are the two seed right now. No, they don't trust them. No. Nobody can trust them because no. they lost in five games. All right. Home court advantage to the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell. They started OB topping some of those games. So I have an interesting list. Um, Sixers are obviously one. I was debating Bucks. Knicks and uh, Heat for second, but I'm going to give it to the Knicks. I think the Knicks have earned that spot, assuming everyone's fully healthy. Yes, of including course. Including Sixers. So we got Sixers, Knicks, Miami, Milwaukee, and at my number five spot, <laughs> no way. I considered Indiana, oh. Boston. I considered Indiana, Boston, and Orlando. And I... Just out of sheer, just because I don't want to get yelled at. You had a hunch. I'm going to go Boston. I think the Indiana Pacers are good. I think Buddy Heald's a big loss for them. They average as many points as they do a game because of Buddy Heald. He's a big reason for that. Yeah. So give me Boston at five. So my list of top five contenders in the Eastern Conference goes Sixers, Knicks, Heat, Bucks. And this Boston Celtics. Love it. Love the East and their prospects for um, playoff matchups. Okay, that is our amended midseason awards. So we can finally etch those in stone and move on. Now, final segment, open floor. I'll start. Man. I would like to volunteer to go last again. For sure. (laughs) I'm going to start with, as I usually do, Knicks last night. Um, Brunson's out. He wrote Matthew's showing us a pic of him just absolutely mean mugging the camera. And, and that's he the, might that's get why a, I was laughing. He, so. he might get a 10 day for the Grizzlies if they, he shows him that. <laughs> might I as well. Even, I wouldn't even be the worst player, too. <laughs> Who would? Who's the guy they picked up off the street yesterday for 20 bucks? I don't know. That, they which one? Up, which they one, bro? Like Scotty Pippen doing it. They picked up like three guys off the street for 20 bucks. So. <laughs> Continue. Um, so whatever, whatever happened to Kenneth Lofton Jr. <laughs> got sent to the Sixers. Whatever he's not over. They should have kept. They should have kept Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler. Chandler. Mm-hmm. What is Kennedy Chandler doing right now? Probably he's in the G League, sitting on his couch, wishing he can go to Whole Foods, but instead he has to go to he's waiting, Walmart he's waiting for this episode to come out. So Long Island Nets. Good for him. G League is fine out. Um. Brunson rolled his ankle the other night against Memphis. Very scary. Uh, didn't come back in the game. He misses this game. Ananobi, Randall, Mitchell Robinson out until at least March. And then, of course, we trade away Grimes, Flynn, Fournier, Archie Diacono. <laughs> Archie Diacono is just there because he's friends with the Villanova guys. But um, So then 
you know, they get Bogdanovich and Burks back, but same day of the trade. So Knicks have eight players available. The starting lineup was Deuce McBride, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Precious Achua, Isaiah Hardenstein. Off the bench, Taj Gibson in the year 2024. <laughs> Charlie Brown Jr., real player. What? <laughs> had three points in his NBA career going into this game. And Jacob Toppin. Rookie Jacob. from Kentucky, Obi Toppin's brother, scored his first career points last night in a nice putback. Ain't no stopping Jacob Toppin. What makes this funnier? So an eight-man rotation with the names I listed is already crazy enough. Hardenstein goes down in the first half, doesn't come back in the second half. So you have Todd Gibson playing the majority of the third quarter, huffing and puffing, and when he pretty much begging Tibbs to to get him out. And somehow this game was competitive. Within around 12 points. So reasonably competitive most of the game. Knicks end up losing by 14. But, man, that was just a classic trade deadline. G League, here you go. Go out and play ball lineup. It, it was it's pretty nasty. Dude, you're telling me. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm telling the Grizzlies fan over here who's, you know, who's that one guy, Ev, Ev Wunam or something? Ev Wunam. If you want to learn, like, five new NBA players, go look at the Grizzlies Last Ever game. heard of Jacob Gilliard? <laughs> Shorts or player. Trey Jameson, like just new players. Other thing I want to talk about, Lord. Doc Rivers becoming the coach of the Bucks. ESPN's primetime broadcast crew lost their third member. Right now it's just Mike Breen and Doris Burke. J.J. Reddick, J.J. Reddick is rumored to join those three. I think this is important because... I pay attention to that type of stuff because I like good commentators. I think J.J. Redick is a good commentator. Definitely better than Doris Burke and Doc Rivers. And I think he can add a lot to their to the mix. I will say, though, they should have never broke up Breen, Van Gundy, and Mark never, Jackson. ever. Because when those guys was on, if you're just walking by the kitchen, you don't see the TV. You hear Mike Jackson, Jackson say, Mama, there goes that man. Something crazy, something nasty just happened. And you're waiting through the commercial break to see how this big game in the big moment that just happened. But J.J. Redick will do for now. But, man, completely agree with you, Matthew. Should have never happened. Should have <laughs> never happened. Uh Who's next for open floor? Anybody got anything else? Uh, real quick, I just oh, wanted Lord. to. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you guys who your biggest winners and losers at the deadline are because I I think this deadline was a little weird. Lot of weirdest lateral. one ever. Yeah, weirdest deadline of all time, which is my open floor. But I'll get to that. In a minute. Yeah, I was just going to say a lot of lateral moves or moves that feel lateral right now. Maybe there's a couple in there that you guys think are better than they look on the surface. I kind of wanted to just hear you guys' takes on them. Biggest winner, I'd say Knicks. Biggest loser, I'm going to say Bulls. And I think the Thunder. For the mm-hmm. lack of Riley. Hmm. Biggest winner. Yeah, I'm also going to say the Knicks. Biggest loser. Uh, obvious. Probably. Probably the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, no excuse for that for an office. Matthew? Oh, biggest losers without a doubt, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Biggest loser. Not even close. Biggest winner. I can make an argument for a bunch of teams. I can make an argument for the Sixers. I can make an argument for the Knicks. Mm. I don't know if, like, the Heat getting Rogier a few weeks ago counts as a deadline. You move. see the Mavs moves? By the way, what, what was the compensation for Buddy Heald? 
Um, not a first round pick. All that in a bag. Like of Marcus chips. Morris, freaking Corkmas. You're talking about for Buddy Hill? Daniel House. Uh, it was Corkmas. Pacers got Corkmas, McDermott, 2024 second round Dude, pick, 2029 second round pick, cash considerations. Spurs, who were the third team in the deal, got Marcus Morris, 2029 second round pick, and cash considerations. Sixers get Corkmas. That poor guy. Been asking out of Philadelphia hey, for forever. Finally got out, and then he got waved. <laughs> Hopefully, I think he's turned. He'll get up. He'll get picked he, up. He yeah. might enjoy basketball in Europe more. <laughs> so I, I, I'll take biggest winner. I'll give it to. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my pick to win to win the championship. I'll go to the Sixers. Sure. I'm inclined to agree with all those takes. I, for me, I do think it's the Sixers as well that are the biggest winners here. Knicks, obviously, a big winner too, but I, I, agree. I really Knicks are the huge winners. Yeah, we never mentioned Buddy Heald has, has made the most three-pointers in the past five years. I just can't, like, I can't pick a Knicks team. Like, I love the Knicks, <laughs> and I think they're really well-constructed. It's just really hard for me to pick a Knicks team that has Julius Randle on it. <laughs> okay. That's I, fair. I, with, what we've seen, with, what you, with what we have seen, that's a reasonable take. It's tough to pick the team. Riley, you got anything? Uh, to my open floor? Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right, bro. All right, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, you got that trip to New York? You could talk. About. <laughs> I could. I could. I could. Yeah, right, right. Um, enough. There's that European enough basketball the team. There's that European basketball team, um, partisan, that they invited the Warriors to do a like exhibition. Um, over there, like across is this, uh, in Europe for the um the coach that passed. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Dayon. Yes. Um, offered to do like a a thing in or like a a game in his honor. Was something. it in Serbia? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the that's where Partizan is from. Um, and they're the ones that have like the crazy environments with the smoke, and that's Partizan. Um, I know you've seen the the video. Yeah, that's what happens European when you don't make basketball. tickets like thousands yeah. of dollars yes it looks sick and um i hope that happens man i hope it's televised because that would be a really sick thing to see you know steph curry in that environment mm -hmm. like yeah that, that's what I, happens when you prioritize experience over profit but yes yeah. absolutely and that I, would be so cool i think too that adam silver would love that yes because that that's going to help grow the game a lot i feel like it, i think that could start a trend of nba teams during the summer having to play like one or two exhibition games in Europe, the same way the NFL plays, well, regular season games in Europe, but just the NBA could never do regular season game anywhere, but right. here. Dude, I would love to see, yeah, an NBA team play in that type of environment. Also didn't know like Real Madrid yep. as a basketball team. Uh, every every big soccer club. FC Barcelona. Yep. Just like, think about the players who already like shit themselves in big moments and then doing it in Munich. that environment. Good Lord. Yeah, that yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Also, quickly touch on Mr. Gregory Jackson. G uh, Jackson. I like G.G. Jackson. Who's Man. That? He's you the youngest know. player in the league. The youngest former he South is Carolina. Youngest guy. player in the league. A. B. On the day they unveiled the Kobe statue, broke one of Kobe's old records. He broke a lot youngest of player to drop 25 points off the bench. Um, just got assigned to a four-year extension by the Grizzlies. So happy for that because Gregory Jackson, the second, that's somebody that you need to remember. He was a few weeks away from being a 2005. Oh, yeah, Riley. Is he going to be the next Kobe Bryant? I didn't say that. 
I just said he's a very exciting player that you need to know. He's going to be yeah, a piece so Give me a, give me a, a player comparison of what he's going to be when he's at his best, Riley. When he's at his best. When he's, at his, when he's in his prime. Who's he's he going to be like? Nine. He could be 6'11". Alvin Shangun grew two inches. Riley, who's he going to be like? I don't know, bro. Oh, yeah, because he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's trash. Matthew, let's this guy does not know ball. He's 19. And he, he's, 19 and he's, doing, he's doing very well. Look, for I have a rule, another rule. He could be an all-NBA rookie. Well, another one of Matthew's philosophies. If I've never heard of you, you're not good at basketball. Jesus hey, Jackson was like you top don't five. Play. Yeah, you just don't pay he attention. He reclassified. Like, he was a top five recruit. If I've never heard of you, you're not good at basketball. Don't pay attention right, to any type of any type of ball. And Gigi listens, so. The heat. Gigi listens to the pie, so. Here's my open floor. I got three points. I'm going to yeah. start with the Grizzlies while we're on the topic. I have a Grizzlies point. The amount of deals that I made yesterday were very strange. To Dom's point, I think it's the weirdest trade deadline in NBA history. Primarily because we saw more waves than ever. So many players got waved yesterday. So many right, young right, players right, got right, waved. Yeah. Here is my if I was if I was a Memphis Grizzlies for if I was in the Grizzlies front office, here's what I would do. The amount of young players that got waved yesterday that were top twelve picks in the NBA draft. Let's name them Book Knight. So you got James Book Knight, right? You have what, well, from the Pistons, Killian Hayes, and you have Frank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina. Those are all top 12 picks. Yeah. yeah. Those are all players with a lot of upside. If I'm the Grizzlies, I'm signing all three of yeah. those players. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> pure upside, pure talent, either rental for the rest of the season. You can extend them at the end of the year if they play good, and they are going to be in your program. You develop them. That's like you just get three first-round picks. You just got three lottery picks right there. Yeah. And they're all waved. I want the Knicks they're all to, free right now. Used to bring back Neil Aquino. I used to believe in that guy. I used to they're all that. free. Anything so that gets I'm, John Contra off my basketball team. If I'm, I'm the Grizzlies, that's what I do. So I want to make that Grizzlies point. I think it's a really good opportunity for them, but that's not going to happen. They might get picked up. They might not. I just think it's very strange. Only one I'm first, super interested in is Book Knight. For the first time ever, we see players that young, that early into their career, get waved and are now in the free agent. Yeah, market. you see Corey Joseph get waved. Right. Yeah. right. Robin Lopez, right? Surprising. My other point. Hey, is Smith? You you might, you might be able to break the record. He's already been on fourteen teams or something. Hey, won a chip with the Nuggets last year. So, my other point. I have two questions for you guys. Okay. There's a lot of news, a lot of noise regarding a, a point that got made by Clay Travis on Upkick, which is a part of Fox, and this is a bunch of weeks ago, and and he said. The and the only reason I'm talking about this is because this is an NBA podcast and this is the WNBA. So, Clay Travis know. should not be able to talk about. So you know this is irrelevant. <laughs> what are we talking about, Clay Travis? For listen, go ahead. See he said the best high school basketball team or a oh high gosh. school basketball team of this his choice, idiot dude. I've heard this. could be the best WNBA team, which at this point is probably the Aces, who just won the championship. They're not beating the Aces. Who wins that game? Cooper Flag and Montverde, or is it That's the Caden Aces? New. That's Caden New. Dom, I'll start with you. Who wins that game? I think it's the Aces, honestly, at this point. Um, women's basketball has come a genuine long way. Uh, I don't think it's wrong to say that the WNBA was not a great league 10 years ago, but it's starting to truly become a much better league because people are investing more in developing 
uh, young female athletes. I mean, we're seeing it in college already with the emergence of players like Caitlin Clark. So I think at this point, I do think the Aces just experience alone, I think, gets them the win over the top high school team. That's an excellent point. And ask you change the league. Mm-hmm. Sabrina Nescu changed the league. She's a big reason why it's been amped over the last two years, and and Clark's going to come into the league and do the same thing. Justin? Aces for sure, dude. They were, they, I mean, they're a super team. They're a super team by WNBA standards. Riley? Yes, the Aces. So easily. Easiest question you've ever asked me. I, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, bro. You're you're talking about getting us canceled on the podcast. The greatest women's basketball player of all time is on the Aces roster. It's one of the greatest women's basketball teams. Of all Parker. Time. She's not even. She didn't play last season. No, not last okay. season. She's got resigned. She's gonna play next season. I hope so. Hopefully, uh, I'm not. Denying women's basketball. Women's basketball is is gotten so far. And played Kelsey Gray, Kelsey Plum, Rakia. Like watching Rakia Jackson. Wilson. Okay, the kid still doesn't raise his hand. He hasn't learned. Watching Rakia Jackson, and we're so grateful to have her here in Tennessee because watching her is a work of art. She's going to be a top three pick in the league next year. She is extremely good, and she changed my perception of women's basketball because she is just as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. She's so good at creating. She's so good at getting to her spots. She gets whatever she wants and she's a good defender. With that being said, Cooper flag and Montver. And we'll see y'all next. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And a really good coach. I don't know who I'd pick. It's the truth. I don't know who I'd pick. I'm very torn, which is why I asked the three of you. I think the high school team could win. I might be wrong. And this is no disrespect to WNBA, but I think the high school team could win. Okay, I mean, I, it's just a, it's just a thought. It is a thought. It's just a thought. It's a thought. And Travis put a million dollars of his own money on the line, but the WNBA and the Aces won't accept that challenge for obvious reasons. Obvious. That would be obvious reason energy. number one: injuries, health. Obvious reason number two: if they lost. Just throw out the Are league. you kidding me? Yeah. What that would do to that league? Yeah. Like business wise? My goodness. Okay, last point. And Another you, good you, question. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, oh, you know why I'm so convinced the WNBA team would win? Because Clay Travis said it? No. What? You seem to have a really big hatred towards Clay Travis. Well, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, but, he doesn't. <laughs> um, that's besides the point. That could be my boss this summer. Okay, I, I'm sorry for you, your loss. That's terrible. That's terrible for you. I'm sorry. Um, we love. Why don't we love Clay Travis? Because he's a moron. That's besides the That's point. Not nice. That's besides the point. The reason I'm convinced the WNBA team would win. Would win. Are you familiar with Brandon Goggins, BG? Sure. You know he's a practice player for the Lady Bulls. Yep. When Team USA, the women's Team USA team, did their exhibition against the Lady Bulls, I was there. They practice against the practice players yep. on the team. Yep. These are guys and they're big guys. You know BG, he's a big dude. Sure. He yep. said it wasn't even close. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, not the same. He couldn't do not anything against You're Brittany talking about Griner. the best high school players in the country. 
the versus you see my point. Some of the best. The whole the play. whole argument is this. Oh, this. Oh, the, the guys are automatically well, going to be. Better I think because that's. A, I don't think it's automatic. Got, I think it'd know, be a close game. I don't know who legs. would win. I don't know who would win. I think it'd be closer than people think. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I, this is why I it's ask ridiculous. Questions. But it's the, the most stupid argument no, I've ever it's heard. It's You're ridiculous. talking about the best players in in of women players in in basketball on the planet on one team versus a bunch of practice players for the University of Tennessee women's team. It's not the same thing as Montverde and, and the Aces. It's not the same. You're you can't seeing, make that you, case. But you see what I'm saying. Though. I don't see what you're saying. The entire argument. The entire argument is that because they are male. They are able to compete that's with not these my professional argument. athletes. I, you might that be your argument. Travis's argument. Well, that's not my argument. What's your argument? How is it even close to these talent. professional athletes? Talent. Are, what? Talent. You're talking about, do you know how hard it is to make it to the WNBA? Sure. Do you know how, you know how many of these top picks are being cut? Because of how selective these rosters are. Yeah, that and other reasons. These so, are yeah. like old women. Not old women, but like these are grown-ass women. Like these are boys. I'm well aware of the, the It's the, the most ridiculous, it most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm well aware of what, what goes into getting to the WF. I'm very familiar with it. That being said, I don't think, and I'm not making a biological statement. <laughs> I am making a statement based on sheer talent. I think... That Cooper Flag, who is going to be one of the best players in the NBA in five years, and Montverde, a very well-coached basketball team with a lot of length and size, size the WNBA does not have. I would love to see how they guard a six foot ten center, seven foot center. The tallest player in the league is BG at I think six seven, six eight. It's not the same. It's off pure talent and skill. I think there's a chance. I'm not saying the high school team would win. I think there's a chance. Not off biological reasons, off talent. Do you want to have anything else to add? Or would you like me to go to my next point, Clay Travis Hater? I don't I don't I don't like this. Clay Travis is a moron. You're a moron for thinking that the boys team would have a chance. That's I that's think, the last thing I have to say. That's crazy. I don't know why you felt the need. I don't think you should have brought this up. That's a great take. It's a great take. It's a really, it's a really head scratching question. How do you think one. how do you think Sabrina? You got another one? I have another floor uh, up, but I'd love to hear. Yeah, what, no, that, what were you going to say? You think Sabrina is going to keep it close with Steph? Ooh, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's close, dude. Like, I hope. So do I. I just hope Sabrina, I hope Sabrina close, wins. Dude. I would love to see it. And I'm a big Sabrina fan. I'm a huge. I follow her on Instagram. I'm a big Shoot. Sabrina fan. Me too. <laughs> I'm a big Sabrina. I, I just bought her shoes. I'm a huge fan of Sabrina and ask you. Okay. It'll take place on an LED court. Yeah. What does that even mean? gimmicky. <laughs> Last thing on my floor is open. One question. You each have to give one player. You can give the same player to someone else if you'd like. You pick one active player in the NBA. Can't be a pass player. Pick one active player in the NBA that got injured in their career. You could take away their injury, and you can give them a do-over on their career. Who would you give? Like Derek Rose is up there. Derek Rose come to, he comes to right? mind for sure. It's a good pick. If like I said, you can't pick an act. You have to pick an active player. I, but I got Dwayne one. Wade's a good one. The amount of knee injuries he had. One. Victor Oladipo. That's a good one, right? That was, I was thinking. Love Oladipo. How good was he when he was in this? Yeah, before, has career? like had like has had like top five two way player in the league, dude. Dom, I'm gonna go Gordon Hayward. That's a good one. Another great one. Mm -hmm. Yep. I gotta take Derrick Rose. It's the layup. Yep. But yeah. Come on, man. I got one. You know all the jokes that go around. 
Paul George is the greatest player of all time. No. There, there's, there's been. Just, oh, I, I thought you said Paul Pierce. Paul no, George. Paul George. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Miller said that. Yeah. Paul George, right now, is a top five two way player in the league, maybe top three. Yeah. Paul George, before he was injured, was maybe the best two way player in the league. Now, this was before was Giannis. Next, no, dude. He, he was before Giannis. Yeah. That was before. Uh, uh, who else is a two way player? Scotty. But like these are before the the true two way players in the league. Now, he was as good as anybody. He could score any way he wanted offensively. There are no flaws in Paul George's offensive game, and there are zero flaws in his defensive game. Could have won the final as, a, won as the final. A, in, on his second and third year in the NBA on a Pacers team where he was the best player. If Paul George doesn't get injured in USA basketball, I think Paul George could be the best player in the NBA. Ooh. That's a dead. That's my. That's my take. I love it, dude. I mean, how could you not like Paul George's he game? Is, Everything is just aesthetically pleasing. There is he no flaws. The there work. are no flaws in Paul George's game. Absolutely none. I I, I like that a lot. Because uh, who doesn't like Paul George, man? All right, that's my that's my uh, my Matthews bold take for the day. Lovely. That'd be like so. Looking at second year players. Yeah, that's the first Paolo. one that I've been like. That's not an awful thing to say. I'd be like Paolo Jabari Smith, one of those guys. But he was what in the teens? Picked in the teens? Who? Paul George. Do you know when he was Paul George? Let's look it up right now. Yeah, look at his draft selection. Paul... Compare it to last year's draft. George. So Paul George, obviously, drafted by the Indiana Pacers. He uh he was drafted. Whoa, it doesn't tell me. He's wingspan is six eleven. His height is six eight. Wow. Yeah. When are you gonna see that again? That's interesting. Paul George was drafted tenth. 10th. So that was Johnny Davis last year. Is Johnny Davis in the Wizard? <laughs> Whatever. Crazy. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This was a really fun podcast. Um, I had a lot of fun. I think we all, we all had some fun. We all had Riley some fun. is fuming right now to my right. He, just he is the dumbest thing I've ever heard about right now. Man, isn't it just so good to argue once a week every Friday? Tom, we made basketball it through. Basketball and that's, other things. That's incredible. Me and you made it through. <laughs> that's Man, we will be back and angrier than ever next week as we talk. I'll make up for next All-Star week. weekend. We talk Steph versus Sabrina, the dunk contest, which is lost. It's kind of important, but very excited stuff. Isn't Jalen Brown in for that next week? Can I see that? Jaylen. Oh, we should. Are we making our picks next week for NBA? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. sick. Doing all-star predictions next week. It's going to be really fun. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week.